0: My last conversation with Susie was about food. Bob Motley and I were visiting her, and prior to, to going to visit, we had, uh, we had stopped off at the original pancake house. And uh, at Ruthie's recommendation, she said, if you're going to Champagne, you have to get breakfast at the <coughs> original pancake house. And as soon as I mentioned the original pancake house to Susie, her eyes lit up. And she just got this look and I was like, oh, did you get the crepes? And I said, no. And, and she asked me about the pancakes. I didn't get the pancakes either. I know that's probably sacrilege. I didn't get pancakes at the original pancake house. But she went on and on about the strawberry crepes and, and just kept talking about how delicious they were. And, and we had had a big breakfast. I had an omelet the size of my head. It was huge. And all of a sudden, I was hungry for crepes <laughs> because Susie just kind of brought those to life and, and it just made them seem like the most wonderful things. And, and you know, I thought about that a lot over the last couple of weeks. There was something about the way Susie described those crepes the look on her face, the smile that she had, the way her eyes lit up when she talked about all the times as a family that they would go to the original Pancake House, and they would go there before they would go shopping, and they would have breakfast, and they would all gather there. And and several of the other members of the family have talked about it too with me in the last couple of weeks. But she conveyed this amazing experience to me, and and it made them sound all the more delicious. And what I think that was wasn't just the crepes. I think that was the joy that Susie lived her life with. I think that was the, the, the moments that she enjoyed with family and with friends. The, the times that she just kind of threw herself into those experiences. We talked about a lot more than just food that day. We shared a lot. We cried a little. And I shared a scripture with Susie that day. It was a week before Thanksgiving and I was preparing for Thanksgiving and, and I wanted to share the scripture I was going to preach from. And as I read it, as I read the scripture to her, she she held my hand and she listened intently, more more intently than, than most people. You know, she, she was very much in that moment. And I wanna share the scripture that I shared with Susie with you this morning. It's Psalm 138. If you would like those Bibles in the pews in front of you, those, those blue books are Bibles. If you wanted to turn there, Psalm 138, it's on page 521. It's a beautiful psalm. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. David writes, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name, And your word, on the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. For they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of troubles... You preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. As she was laying there in that hospital bed, that psalm really spoke to Susie And in a way, very similar to the way her eyes lit up when we talked about the crepes. Her eyes lit up as I read that and she she took in all the words of that psalm. And I think God had a lot to say to her through that psalm. And I think he has a lot to say to us as well. One of the things I love about this psalm is it shows us that God meets us at our point of need. When we need him, God is there. And this was a very important truth for Susie to understand. As she was on that bed suffering from cancer, she was in the process of dying. She was very aware of the need in her life, the need for peace and the need for wholeness. And this psalm addressed that need. Verse 3 says, on the day I called you, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased on the day I called you. Chances are that's not a good day. On the day when we call out to God, it's, it's probably not a good day. It's a day when things have gone very wrong. It's a day when we are feeling very challenged. But God's attention is immediate. On the day I called to you, you answered me. At that moment when you're hurting the most, when we need to know that God is present, he is present. And he says, my strength of soul you increase. It's that inner strength. It's that strength to endure. And that's, that's a beautiful promise. As we come to God, we give Him our troubles, and He gives us the strength to endure. He increases our strength. The more we give Him, the stronger we are. The psalm also shows us that when we're at our weakest, God promises to be near. Verses 4-7 through seven continue on and says, For the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. For they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly, but the haughty He knows from afar. You know, there are those who in their pride, and their haughtiness, they won't cry out to God. They won't turn to God for help. They won't seek His presence. This psalm tells us that those, the, the haughty, He knows them from afar. There is no promise of God's presence for them. But for those who are hurting, for those who are troubled, for those who admit their weakness and are aware of their weakness, God is there. Now, if there was anything that Susie was proud of, it was her grandkids. <laughs> if there was anything that she really took pride in, it was, it was her grandkids. And so this being the Thanksgiving season, I asked the grandkids, what were you thankful for, for Grandma? Excuse me, for Mimi. What what was it that you were thankful for? Ben said he was was thankful for her great cooking. You're not the only one to mention the great cooking. And like many of the grandkids, he talked about how she read to them and would read with them. Cole talked about going to the park and going to Dairy Queen, where apparently you can get an M&M Blizzard made with chocolate ice cream. I did not know that was a possibility, and I will be going soon. I was told Alex is a lot like Susie and Alex enjoyed sewing with her and made pajamas with her and enjoyed long visits with her. Brock said she came to all of his games and and they also painted. I said, did you paint a room? He said, no, we painted pictures. I was amazed to hear that. Jackie talks about how she would try to scare grandma, but she didn't scare, (laughs) but she would jump anyway. And there was the noise she made whenever anyone sneezed. I'm not gonna make that right now. She made a noise when anyone sneezed. Hallie talks about trips to Rockholm Garden, buggy rides, and also she came to all the games. Caden talked also about the hay rides. Jillian talked about shopping and arguing with Grandma. Sounds like a lot of fun. Jacob would get six books, always six books, not five, not seven, always six, and go sit on her lap. Asher and Mimi like to play in the water, and they also liked to read And Brody liked going to the zoo, to the water parks, to the museums, to to Washington, D.C., the the trip there, baking, and playing in the sandbox with Grandma. Those were great responses. And I also asked the kids if they had any thoughts. Melinda had a beautiful thought. Her thought was, you were there with me when I took my first breath, and I was there with you when you took your last. It's wonderful. Greg was thankful for the yard work and the gardening they got to do together. And that she always stood behind him. It's a wonderful thing. You know, David went through that accident earlier this year. And, and that was just a an awful time. A time of recovery. But David was able to see that it was a godsend. Because, because of the accident. They got to spend more time together. Even if they kind of got lost together a little bit here and there. They were able to spend a lot of time together. Allison spoke over and over about how supportive she was. And how she always... Was there and how they were able to talk to each other every day and share their days and share their experiences with one another. I loved those stories because more than anything, she showed you how valuable you were to her. She took time and and that's something that all of us need to do with our kids, grandkids with people that are important in our lives we've got to invest. We've got to make those investments of time and she did that. She gave you her attention. She read to you. She read with you and because of that time that she took you knew that she loved you. Verse 6 says for though the Lord is high he regards the lowly And, and she modeled that. For you, She modeled the love of God for you and showed you that you're never too small, you're never too young, and you're never even too broken. That God doesn't stand near you, that he doesn't give his attention to you. One other thing that, that this psalm addressed that I, I saw in Susie, I hope we can see also, is that nothing can stop God's purpose in our lives. Nothing can stop his purpose in our lives. And I hope to never forget Susie's reaction when I read this psalm to her. And I came to the last verse. I came to verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. And Susie was laying there holding my hand as I read that scripture to her. And she stopped and her eyes narrowed and she said, read that again. And so I read that scripture again. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. She was very intent on that. I think I had to read it a couple more times. And all of a sudden, she smiled and she said, I like that. And I said, You know, I like it too. And I said, Susie, that statement right there the Lord will fulfill his purpose. For me, that statement trumps everything. That statement trumps cancer. Cancer cannot stop God from fulfilling his purpose in you. It stops everything. Everything that cripples us, everything that stops us in our track, the the depression that we struggle with, the anxiety that we struggle with, Nothing can trump that statement. And that's not just true of Susie. That's true for us. No diagnosis, no defeat, no loss of job or family, no depression, no anxiety can stop God's purpose in your life. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. You are the work of his hands. You are the the work of his hands, and he has promised he will not forsake you. My last question for Susie that day was, are you at peace? I almost always ask that question when I'm in that kind of a visit, when I'm in that moment. Are you at peace? And she smiled, and she said yes. And she said, but I'm not ready to give up yet. And I said, you shouldn't give up. Don't, don't ever give up. But what I wanted Susie to see is that there is a hope in Christ. There is a hope that goes beyond healing. There is a hope that goes beyond physical wholeness. There is a hope that carries us into the next world. There's a hope that carries us home. That, that gives us peace. And so my question for you today, are you at peace? Do you know the peace That will see you through anything Do you know the peace that sees you through this life and into the next that peace is summed up in that wonderful statement that many of us know many of us love from john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish should not cease to exist but have everlasting life cancer causes us to perish Pride causes us to perish. Our pains can cause us to perish. Our troubles can cause us to perish if we don't give those over to God. The promise of God is a Savior who gave his life for us so that we could know his presence, we could know his love, and so that we could have hope. Let's pray.